And it's so satisfying because it lets me know the game on. That's what it lets me know. <laughs> it tells me I'm awake. It's like, okay, for, for, for that's going to be my alarm clock in the morning. Exactly. I, I think people, I hope people turn that into a, we need to, oh, shoot, I got to do it right now. Copyright Rob Riggle, um, <laughs> trademark Rob Riggle. Uh, all air horn, all air horn sounds uh, that wake people up, alarm clock or some sort of app. Uh, I claim it all. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that does it, right? That legally that should cover it. Sure, yeah, yeah. You have a patent on your air horn sound. Yeah, <laughs> we get it. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> Hi, Rob Riggle. Hi, how are you? So you, where are you, uh, Sarah? Because you're you're on the road and you're cooking with gas these days. Am I correct? True, true, very much. So a lot of gas over here. Uh, I am in La Jolla, California, uh, doing the comedy store in La Jolla, and uh, it's, it's beautiful down here. It's lovely. So, where are you, Rob Riggle? Um, I am on the um, International Space Station this week. <laughs> um, yes, I got I got on the wrong gate at LAX. It's a long story. Anyway. No, I'm gonna be in Tombstone. I'm gonna be in Tombstone, Arizona, uh, all week, uh, solving some uh, really cool mysteries there. Uh, and then I'm gonna be in Greece uh, the following week to solve some mysteries there for my new show. And yeah, um, yeah and then uh, going up to Wyoming uh, to do some charity work up there. Uh, so very exciting uh, uh, couple weeks. Uh, and then off to North Carolina uh, to do some more charity work. God, I mean, oh. if if they don't let me into heaven, I'm going to be a little bummed out. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, it's fifty. It's fifty-fifty right now. It's fifty-fifty oh, yeah. that I get it. Yeah, because I, I mixed the good with the bad, so I, you know, I figure I'm, I'm a fifty-fifty. What are your chances of getting into heaven? I'd say about seventy-thirty. Seventy. Get it or don't get it. Don't get it. The good way. Get. Yeah, the good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the positive. Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a pretty good. So let, me, Sarah, let, me, let me ask you this. What do you think Gary's chances are of getting in? Oh, yeah. Gary's chances of getting into purgatory about 100% right now. Uh-huh. Uh, and Gar- and it, it's going to be a trial. I don't know. It's a long process for him. So, Gary, what do you think your chances are? <sighs> this is not fun. I, I think, but you know what? You know what I think Sarah Tiana deserves for that opinion? A donkey kick. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Gary has a new toy, everybody. On Riggle's pick, Gary has a new toy. And so he is going to be obnoxiously being like playing sound effects. Oh, my God. Gary, so 
Gary has a new mixing board and he's very happy about it. Um, and like Sarah just said, he's, he's preloaded all kinds of awesome sounds. Gary, would you please uh, allow our listeners just, just a taste, just a taste of some of the things you got on the board. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was. I oh, love that. Okay, so we've heard a, a panther growl, sound like the eagles cry, and a gong so far. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, there's a few more. Oh. <laughs> classic, classic air horn, classic air horn. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Nice roundhouse kick for you, and uh, oh, nice roundhouse kick. Toilet. Oh, the toilet flush. And yeah. uh, let's see here. Last one. It's the sound Rob Riggle makes when the DEA shows up at his house. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, they show up at my house all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Riggle test again. <laughs> Why are we going back to his house? <laughs> yeah. I always wonder if all we keep finding are photos of himself. <laughs> just, just a mountain of selfies of himself. Um, so Sarah, there's fun. some something happened last night that I got to talk to you about. If you got a second, yeah, I got a second. All right, good. Um, I'm watching uh, the Chargers Broncos game, uh, or excuse me, the Rams Broncos game, and I, you know nobody cares. It's preseason, but it's just interesting because it's football and it's nice to have on in the background. And all of a sudden, they come busted in saying, Andy Schefter has a hot scoop about uh, Andrew Luck, who is 29 years old, considered one of the best quarterbacks, an elite quarterback in the league. Last year, he threw 37 touchdowns and had a terrible first, like, four games. And then still came back hard and threw 37. Had Mahomes not thrown 50 touchdowns, Luck would have been a serious contender for MVP last year. And he just announced, out of nowhere, he's retiring. Yeah. Did you, did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard about it. I got an alert on my phone. I have, like, these alerts set up for anything like that. And uh, and I'm just walking to the comedy store, and I just, like, sat dead in my tracks. And I'm like, don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was so upset you know, shocked, first of all, you're shocked, because he's so young, it was kind of like, it was like, kind of like when Calvin Johnson retired, but times a thousand, you know what I mean, like, yes, I remember when Barry Sanders, yeah, yeah, when Barry Sanders retired, yeah, we were all like, what, already, and, uh, and then you have to think, like, there's got to be a reason, and then, you know, I saw his press conference, I saw his reasons, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just in tears the whole time. I did. Okay. Help, help me out here. Cause I did not see his press conference and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really didn't, I didn't follow up on it. I just saw the shocking revelation. Now I know that two years ago he had his spleen ruptured uh, yeah. in a football game. And, he was, and so yeah, he, was he had being sit, blood for half a season. Yeah. And he had to sit out for a whole season almost to heal mm-hmm. properly so his body has been thrashed through a lifetime of football. Uh, granted, he's only 29, but he's been a, you know, quarterbacks get hit hard by men much bigger than themselves. 
Uh, and I don't know if you've ever been knocked down by a 290 pound, six foot four defensive lineman running at you at 30 miles an hour, but it, it doesn't feel good. And you do that probably 10 times a game. Uh, it's like being in a car wreck 10 times every Sunday. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. so, you know, there, his, his body's trash, but I did not see the press conference. And, and by the way, without even seeing or knowing the story, my heart broke for the man himself because he is one of not only is he a great quarterback, he's just a great person. So my heart broke for him personally, but then also my heart broke for the people of Indianapolis because they had a true they had a true winner in him. And he I don't believe his potential had been fully discovered yet. Nor his greatness. I think he. I think he was going to get a championship in his, in his time in Indianapolis. So my heart broke for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. But I never saw the press conference. So can you tell me what happened? I mean, he was. Uh, he was holding back here. He was explaining why he was uh, retiring and why he was leaving the game. He just said, you know, just I. I just been plagued by injuries and uh, I've been playing hurt and not been able to recuperate. Um, you know, it's like uh, I'm starting to tear up just thinking about it because he's just talking about how, like, it's the game that he – you know how much he loves the game. I mean, we all see those videos of him. Like, when he gets hit, he's like, good hit, good hit to the other team. You know what I mean? Like, he's so impressed by football. He loves it so much. It's all he cares about. I mean, he doesn't mean to have a cell phone. That's not a foot phone, you know? His whole life is football. It's all he cares about. And you can tell that it's not something that he wanted to do. It was just this – this thing that his body forced him to do. And he had to yeah. make the right decision for his body and his family and his wife, you know what I mean? And he's just like, and his team, because he's like, I can't keep putting my team through this. If I if I can't come back 100%, they deserve so much better than that. You know what I mean? Like, why, why would I take them out of the option of having a run for, you know, for greatness? Why would I stand in the way of that, you know? But he just yeah. kind of took himself out of it because – Obviously, they're not going to let him go, you know, and it would have to be him leaving in order for them to save any kind of money, although they paid him anyway, because that they were, they're such an, you know, upstanding team. They still paid him like $24.8 million that they owed him, even though he's leaving. I mean, it's just, yeah, like, it's just heartbreaking. It's, it is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking on so many levels. Um, I, you're right, though. His passion for the game and his knowledge of the game is so outstanding that I hope he can transition into coaching, maybe? Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't think he's done with football. I think he's just done with playing. I mean, some people are like, he'll be back in like two years or whatever like that. And it's really difficult to come back from an injury while you're playing, much less leaving the game. But he just hasn't been able to heal fully. And, and you know... When you're, when you're trying to recuperate, say you have like a bum left ankle, uh-huh. you start focusing on your right ankle, right? You start putting yep. more and more. And then that ankle becomes susceptible to injury because you're putting too much. You're not balanced ever. And right. so I think his body has just been like completely out of balance. I think he's just like, I think he's, I mean, he was peeing blood for half a season. He's like, you know, he's always had ankle injuries and necks and backs and, um, what he's done for that team despite all of that is pretty impressive. And so now Jacoby Brissett is going to start, you know, and, uh, and I like immediately like, well, yesterday was, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for people who drafted him in fantasy yesterday 
because you know. Well, you don't feel you don't feel I mean, bad for OJ, do you? Because OJ drafted him. Oh my God, no! Did you I see know, that? I know. <laughs> yes, he's just like you know, and then like somebody on my Twitter timeline like quote tweeted it, and they go, "You can still cut him, right?" <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh, like, oh my god this is the thickest burn ever <laughs> <laughs> okay don't worry you can still cut him <laughs> okay so i gotta let's talk uh, about that for a second let's talk about that okay. for a second because so last night i don't i don't know if it was on uh tv or if it was on my social media but they showed a clip of oj simpson sitting in a bar with a group of guys at a NFL fantasy fantasy football draft, right? Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. he's drinking a glass of wine. He's got all the cheat sheets out. He's, you know, there. It's a draft. It's a it's a fantasy football league draft, live draft, and he's there. Okay, so I don't know. It, it was, I don't know how you're supposed. I don't know. Maybe I'm being unfair on this, but and because I, I don't know how you're supposed to live if you're OJ, but. It just seems so weird that he was out at a bar having a great time with his buddies at a fantasy draft, and he was pissed because he drafted Andrew Luck. And and but I'm I'm looking at all these guys. I'm like, why are you hanging out with OJ? Why is it cool? Why is it? Why is this a thing for you guys? Why is he in your fantasy league? And I'm not saying the man should have to go live on an island. I guess. I mean, I guess everybody's entitled to friends, but I don't know. It just seems so weird. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, don't, you know, I don't. just like a murder that a murderer is just sitting there playing. <laughs> yeah, that, he, he, that he's he killed he he killed two people, uh, in a violent violent knife attack, and then he spent nine years in prison for what was it uh, armed robbery and wasn't it kidnapping mm-hmm. too? And like yeah, because he held he held him he held him at gunpoint or something. I at don't gunpoint, know. yeah, yeah. They and, throw they pile on those. Yeah, and then people will say. I, I I don't know. I just, it's so weird to me. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just I don't know. I can't get well, yeah, it's weird my head wrapped around. I think I think fantasy football for all like is like this fun like American thing. Like this, it feels like um it feels like freedom at its fullest. You know what I mean? Like it feels like your way of like tapping into a game that you, that you love but you can't play yourself. And when you see, right. you know, and it's like, look, this guy served his time for one case. He did not get convicted of the other, and you know he's technically a free man, and you know technically is allowed to live his life. But when you see yep. him out there having a good time, knowing that Nicole Brown and Ron, you know Ron, don't get to have a good time, it's like mm. a little disheartening. You know, it's kind of like you know it's very difficult for me. I, I mean, I don't ever draft players in the NFL that have been convicted of like you know, hurting their wives, you know, whether it's like yeah. abusing them or like, you know, and, and that makes it difficult when you're drafting, you know what I mean? But right. like, right. so it's, it would be much, there's no way it could be in a league with somebody that actually killed their wife. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It just also feels like, for me, you know, OJ Simpson is like the most classic case of CTE that's undiagnosed, you know what I mean? That like you can't really get diagnosed until you are dead and they can uh-huh. examine your brain. But it, yeah. I think it really exemplifies like his erratic behavior, his emotional mood swings. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think he's a classic study case. I'll be interested to see if he donates his brain to science when he dies. And um, yeah, you know, it's it. it it's, it's, people it's, will be I, equally upset that they that they had him dying in the death pool earlier. Just kind of how he is about Andrew yeah. Luck. <laughs> well, he you bring up you bring up all great points, Sarah. Those are those are all mm-hmm. excellent points because he wasn't convicted of the murders, right. and and the thing he was convicted of the armed robbery and and uh, whatever whatever the other charges were. I I thought it was kidnapping because he held him at gunpoint or one of his guys did. And anyway, yeah. Um. So and he was convicted of that, and he did his time, and so technically. You know he is a free man. He's paid his debts to society, according to the according to the government, and uh, everybody should, I guess, you know, technically everybody should get out of his, you know, get off his back, leave him alone, and he's he's entitled to live his life. I, you know, it's just it's I guess it's a hard pill to swallow because I, it's just interesting and and anyway, it was just weird to see him in that out in that environment partying and having fun with his his crew. So to speak. Well, because they, those are the two most opposite people. Like you think about Andrew Luck and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> like, yeah, those two athletes are so completely different. So, you know, to hear anybody complain about Andrew Luck, like I got really fired up this last night because um, this uh, I don't even want to call him a broadcaster because I think he's just a loudmouth. It's this Doug Gottlieb guy, and he was like tweeting about. Um, uh, you know, Andrew Luck is like such a millennial because he'd rather just quit than try hard oh, you know, to get God. better. And it's That's like, an unfair it's, statement. It's like the most disgusting, gross thing that I've ever heard, you know, and Gottlieb is such a schmuck, you know what I mean? Like he had to quit college because like, well, he got kicked out of college because he kept stealing his friend's credit cards and, and using them to buy dumb shit. And, you know, he's just such a lousy person. And so like when people like that, when people who are awful have an opinion on someone who is great, who is the epitome of what you want football to be, like football already has so many problems like about uh, around it, about, you know, people ruining the game or the wrong people or getting in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. And then you have people who are great, like Andrew Buck, who love the game. And then you just see these like horrible, awful people saying mean things about them. It's like, Jesus Christ. But isn't that, isn't that, isn't that the internet? Isn't that Twitter? Isn't yeah. that what oh, that Instagram? Is. Like, oh, yeah. that's all it is, is is a bunch of non-doers in the world who have really uh-huh. not done anything with their life and blame everybody else. And so then they lash out at people who are trying. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a tale it's as old as time. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. It's courage. It's people with no muscles trying to flex something. And it's, it's, it's just, embar- you know, it's embarrassing. So you, you try not to get too riled up. Like, but my favorite thing was like Gottlieb tweeted that. I think it got like 4,000 likes, like 3,000 retweets, and 15,900 comments. I wonder if it's a calculated move for, for guys like that that are trying to capitalize, you know, by saying something controversial so they stir the pot. You know, uh, it's oh, it's yeah, a cheap it's a cheap say, move. Yeah. It's a it's a cheap move. Um, uh, but I guess yeah, you know, it's, you know, a la- it's a lazy it's a lazy move because saying something prophetic, which would which would keep you in the spotlight by saying something set out and um, might not get as much attention, or just saying something lazy. You know, like throwing down 
surviving off a low hanging fruit, I guess, is uh, is much easier uh, because it's low hanging. So it's just it's just kind of gross to witness, but um, you know it's out there. You know what they're doing, but still, it just kind of fires me up a little bit, and I can't help but like say something back. I couldn't agree more, Gary. Uh, you are shirtless. What do you think? I mean, I think I pay my bills. <laughs> you do. Gary. Every other you month. Do. Consistently, every other month. Mm-hmm. Way to go, uh, Gary. Gary. Gary is not sleeping because he has a new baby, and uh, and that's why he has time to load all kinds of sound effects onto a, uh, a yeah. new mixing board is because the man has not slept in 48 hours. That's a, probably a prime reason why he is shirtless. That's correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, before he had the baby, he didn't sleep for 48 hours for a different reason. You know what I mean? Right. Because you know, he was usually a, a bender. Yeah. Yeah. You, for sure. Yeah. Why don't you have a crying baby sound on there, Gary? That's what you need. If you're listening very oh, yeah. carefully, you can probably hear the crying baby. I can hear it at least. <laughs> I, I don't know how, how strong my mic is, but uh, the baby is, I think, being changed right now, and that's not one of his favorites. Uh, it's probably just like phantom pain. You know, like, you know when people lose a limb and then they have phantom pains? I feel like once you have a baby, you just feel like you just hear things crying, even if it's not yours. <laughs> well, no, 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 I think that's just in your head. I remember. I remember when when uh, you think you hear a baby cry and everything, a car backing out. You think is that a baby? Uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you hear, you know, anything. You hear the squeak of a of a wheel on a bike, and you're like, is that a baby? Baby crying? Baby crying? <laughs> so you're right. There are phantom baby cry pains. There are phantom baby cry pains. I hear it everywhere. Now, have you? Rob, have you uh, or Gary, have you started any fantasy football drafts? Like, have you been affected by any of this? I have a draft today. Uh, oh, one yeah. of my one of my one of my leagues with all my old high school buddies um, mm-hmm. back in Kansas City, um, and I am going to be on a plane during the draft. Now, the good thing is, I've got two buddies, uh, Bill Conan and Mike Conan. Uh, that are part of my team. We're like head coach, owner, and GM. That's how we've broken up the <laughs> the, 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 the the triad. Um, mm-hmm. And so I trust Bill and Mike to handle their business while I'm while I'm in the air. Um, so even though I will miss the draft, uh, we've discussed strategy. We've discussed our pick. We've done some mock drafts. We're we're ready. We're ready. We ready, as the as uh, yeah, you were, uh, as Tiffany, as Tiffany Haddish matters. would say. Yeah, would say we ready. And uh, um, I, I think we're going to stomp ass today, and I feel real good about it. So that's that. <laughs> I uh, I was doing some mock drafts yesterday, and then I was watching some of the preseason, and then I saw Lamar Miller go down, and I was like, oh god, like this is why it is so difficult to draft so early. First of all. I'm so sad for Lamar Miller. Like, he has torn ACL. He's probably out for the season. You know what I mean? Like, they're... Oh, yeah. uh, It's just so disheartening to see people, like, that happen in the preseason when you're like, oh, God. Like, it's just... Like, we don't want to see that ever. And I'm just, like, I was just like, oh, shout out to anybody that just drafted Lamar Miller. You know what I mean? Like, all these fantasy drafts are going on. And then it happens with Leck, you know? And, um, And then I'm hearing that 
Jadavion Clowney, um, who plays on the Texans defense, might get traded uh, to Philadelphia for um, Alshon Jeffrey. Really? They're going to trade Clowney? Yeah, so they're looking to trade Clowney for a couple more offensive players. I think they just need to give more weapons to – they need to give more weapons to Deshaun Watson, you know. And, uh, I mean – I, I don't know. I mean, how, I just feel like Houston's defense has always been so superb, so there has to be a reason they're getting rid of him. Wow, that is interesting. And you're right. Uh, preseason is always a dangerous time. I, that's why I lobbied in my other leagues to push the draft to as late as possible, like to the week before oh, yeah. the, the, you know game one. Because that's when it makes yeah. sense, because then you're down to your 54-man roster. You know who's on the team. You know, any last minute trades, blah, 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 because I never draft a Raider. It's just policy. Um, so, you know, I'd hate, to, I'd hate to draft someone and then they get traded to the Raiders because then I'd have to drop them. So it's just one of those things where, um, you know, like all these people that were upset last night because they drafted Luck and they drafted uh, Lamar Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's foolish. Uh, so you and I are in a league, Sarah, and you're going to get, yeah. um, I don't know how to say it, but a, a beat down. <laughs> uh, courtesy of yeah. my team, mm-hmm. um, and I have uh-huh. first pick. I have the number one draft pick in our league, um, mm. and then I, then I think the next time I get to pick is twenty four and twenty five. Yeah, I was gonna say you that that that's always the curse of picking first. Is like yeah. you get first dib, but then you have uh-huh. to wait so long, and then everybody else has two people, but. Then you get to play. You get to pick, yes, twice in a row. That's what I like picking. I like picking last. That's my last is player. last is prime time. Yeah, last, last is pretty glorious. Um, yeah. Um, so I pick, anyway, like I, I said, I'm, I'm comedy. Yeah. I'm first I'll, in our in our yeah. league. Um, so don't get used to that first thing. Don't get used to the first thing. I know that. Well, like, get used to you, you know you get used first. to it. You get used to the sound of it. <laughs> Because you're going to hear a lot more wriggle number one. Uh, and my, my first draft pick, obviously, it's not even a question. It's Patrick Mahomes. And um, I know it's a point, it's a PPR league, but I still don't care. It's Patrick uh-huh. Mahomes because I want to enjoy the season. And he is a Greek god flying uh-huh. upon mythical wings over the rest of the competition in the NFL. And thank you, Gary. <laughs> Thank you, oh Gary. <laughs> oh my God, that this is going to be so much fun. I love this. Um, on the topic, uh, on the topic of early uh, drafts, Sarah, am I the only one who's concerned with your home? You had twelve hooligans fly in from around the country to draft yesterday morning. Uh, Presumably, someone oh yeah. on that list made a mistake and was in your home at the moment they discovered it. Made a mistake of. The, drafting, drafting luck or some, drafting, something. Oh, they yeah, luck announced like uh, three rounds after some guy picked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So my boyfriend wow. uh, fantasy draft is uh, they all do it live. They have to fly in. They meet in one city every year, and yeah. they all celebrate. And so, yeah, Christopher was very excited because all of his friends from Syracuse flew in. They're all at the house yesterday. My dog is in heaven because. Chris was smoking meat for like 12 hours. And uh, yeah, they're just like, 
mayhem and uh yeah so immediately like people had just as luck and miller and you know then the night time hits and then they're like well there it goes that so yeah well, i gotta jump in i gotta early. jump in here i gotta jump in here and say last year in our league sarah i my number one pick was Le'Veon bell and i think i was yeah. like the fourth or something like that last year and oh, yeah? You think you're, yeah, he okay. sat on the he, he didn't play last year. He sat on the bench with the promise of, oh, he, this holdout won't last. You know, and I was like, even if the holdout lasts, it won't last, you know, past one or two games because, you know, the Steelers had a potential, you know, they could have been a contender. Um, and of course, he didn't play the whole season. So I know the pain of getting burned um, very uh-huh. badly. Yeah, yeah. However, I, this year, the problem, the other problem. What now? I say that again. I said it's uh, nothing. I didn't say anything. I just said it's going to be uh, uh, it's a it's a new season. I'm picking Patrick Mahomes first. I'm going to win the league, and everybody can suck it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I got second place last year, so I feel like I have a little bit more of a dick to swing here. But hmm. I definitely think. I'm glad that you aren't going to pick any Raiders because after you start watching Hard Knocks, you get really attached to like players on the team. It happened last year with um, with the Browns. Like I think I picked Injoku as like my uh, tight end, and he did pretty good. Um, but this year, for sure, I mean, late in the in the rounds, I'm probably going to pick um, Hunter Renfro. I think I want to go for him for sure because he is really? like he's from Clemson. He's from Clemson. He's like. He's just all hands, that guy. And he, he can touch everything. It's the most amazing. Like, I, I just haven't seen – he kind of reminds me of Edelman a little bit. Um, and I just feel like with Antonio Brown on that team, he's going to be double covered all the time. And Antonio can totally get open. I'm not saying that he's not going to catch anything. I'm just saying he's not 100%. He definitely doesn't like to practice. And then you have somebody like Hunter Renfro who's going to be open. I mean, he's 7-11. He's open all the time, that guy. So – Dang. I'm going Hunter Renfro late. If I can. Right. And since right. I'm only telling you that because you said you won't draft Raiders, so I won't. I won't draft Raiders. So your 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 inside trader uh, knowledge is safe with me, because I could care less yeah. about them, and I'm not going to put any of them on my roster unless it's. Well, uh, yeah. That, well, I won't even say it less. Doug, yeah. <laughs> the Raiders also released Doug Martin today, so I was kind of shocked about that because they. Oh, uh, gonna remember him? Wasn't he the muscle hamster? Not here. Yeah, well, down in Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay, he had those. Yeah, he yeah. had those successful years down there. I think I even had him for a season when nobody knew about him, and he gave me a ton of play. I remember liking him a lot. Um, yeah. Then he had a down. Then he had a down season where it didn't go very well. So yeah, uh, he got cut already. Jeez. Yeah, cut already. He'll oh. land somewhere though. Oh. The the NBA, the NFL. Excuse me. The NFL always needs running backs. Always. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, but and that's like, like, but with these guys getting hurt, like Lamar, you know, like all these great running backs going down in the preseason, I think it makes an even bigger case for people like Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell for holding out because, like, these guys get injured nonstop. They get injured quickly, and it uh-huh. it ruins a whole season for them and yeah. us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but like, <laughs> you know. It just makes sense why, like, they're like, no, 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 I want to get paid. Like, my body's, I'm not going to be able to play forever. I have a shorter lifespan. 
and I and I have to play three positions. I have to be a running back and a receiver and you know a pass blocker. Right. Yeah. So I think. It yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. I, I I've always understood the run back the running backs plight because their their average career of a running back is what three years in the NFL, and then uh, yeah. quarterbacks like Tom Brady he's forty freaking two and he's still out there hooking and jabbing in his twentieth season. Oh yeah, because. Yeah, because we all know, you know, you get a penalty if you tackle Tom Brady. So that's why he's able to survive. <laughs> yeah, no wonder he's playing till 42. Yeah. Having a penalty if you touch him. Well, if, even if you give him a dirty look, I think you get a penalty. Oh, you could, yeah, you could get kicked out of the league for that. You don't even want to try that. Yeah, don't play that game. Definitely um, get fined. So, uh, Gary. Yes. Um, what else is going on? Uh, we've talked a lot about sports and fantasy. Obviously, the big point, you know, that's going to be going down uh, this week. Um, I'm but, sure. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some I'm more sure sports there's... talk. But uh, there's one here that I wanted to highlight. It was on your list for last week's episode, but we we have long lists every week, and we didn't get to it. But Joe Robine on Twitter tweeted us with the hashtag #RigglesPicks, and he wanted to know your guys' thoughts on the story out of uh, Long Island, where police in New York City say they've arrested a fake cop who tried to pull over real detectives. This gentleman apparently had an unmarked car with lights in it, and he tried to pull over an uh, another unmarked van, and it turned out to be full of detectives from the department's uh, electronic squad. Oh God, this is. This is sweet justice like I've never heard before, and it makes me beyond happy. Tell me they, they arrested him on the spot. Oh, they, well, not on the spot, because once he realized what was going on, he tried to speed off going the wrong way on the Long Island Expressway, but it didn't take long. They caught him very shortly thereafter. Oh, my God. That's also terrifying when someone impersonates a cop, because they really... Oh, uh, yeah. They, they, can do, they can do a lot of damage. Um because we give the police a, a special trust and confidence and we, we grant them the authority to detain us, to question us, to, um, you know, give us commands that we have to follow. Like we give them all this authority. Um, and then when someone uh, comes in and, and uh, subverts that, uh, it's really gross and really awful. I hope they throw the book at this guy. Oh, yeah, I hope he has to be on O.J. Simpson's fantasy team. I hope that's what his punishment is. Well, that's one of it. That's got to be part of it. He's got to be best <laughs> friends with O.J. And, um, yeah, but uh, he's definitely a turd nominee. Can we? Can I slap him on the oh. board? Because he's a turd. Oh, go for sure. it. And he's a dumb turd because he pulled over other cops, which is just sweet justice. Sweet, sweet justice. So here goes. <laughs> Big board. All right. Well, let's go on to another story. As much as I try to avoid stuff coming out of Kansas, it just it, it flows my way. And you can uh, subscribe what? to our, our Facebook group, facebook.com slash Wriggles Picks Podcast, and uh, submit your own turd board nominees. But this one actually isn't doesn't go down in Kansas, but it's by way of Kansas. Summer Warden, an Air Force, a former Air Force intelligence officer who lives in Kansas, was married to astronaut Ann McClain. In the middle of their year-long divorce, she is alleging that McLean broke into her bank account while aboard the International Space Station. I was going to talk about this when Riggle said he was on the International Space Station. I was like, I hope you're not hacking into your wife's bank account. Because somebody, uh, they're trying to, like, figure out how to, like, what, 
what the legal parameters are for this because what you know what are what are the laws in space if you if you hack into someone's bank account from space space is international it's like the it's like the oceans if you get far enough off the coast uh you're in um uh, uh international law. waters yes it's maritime law up in space too so you get far enough above uh, Earth. Well, yeah, yeah, but apparently, like our legal, our, our laws don't have anything mapped out for the international. Like certain countries do. Like Canada has an international space station law. So, like if you commit a crime on the international space station, your response, you know, it kind of lays out like what your what, what happens. <laughs> so wait a second. This is it, is it is it is it is it two? I didn't get the names. Is it two females or is it a male and a female? What yeah. are we dealing with here? It's two a male women. and a female. It's two women. No. Mm-hmm. What is it? What it's do we got here? One, it's two women, and one of the wives was on the International Space Station. Okay, so one of the, there. The, the, the female astronaut up in space stole from her, her female wife on Earth because they're going through a divorce, right? Yeah, but there's no evidence that she stole anything, apparently. Like, it's just, like, there's evidence that she hacked into her account and, like, attempted to steal her identity or something. Holy right? cow, this is yeah. so... These Correct. are the people we trust to be astronauts? These are the people we trust to be astronauts. That as soon as they get up into space, instead of doing their jobs and their medical or their scientific research, they hack into their spouse, ex-spouse's, uh, uh, bank account and try to screw them up. Oh my God. Everything is I so fuck. I have to say that there's like nothing more feminine than this long thought out plan. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I need to figure out how to get into my girlfriend's uh, checking account. So I'll become an astronaut and get to space. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't do it there because there are no legal parameters and I can't get in credit. And I get to be an astronaut. Like, when I tell you we are good at planning, like we are good at planning. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, that is our thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, they, they say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. So no, I guess women get away with murder and men don't. We know how to plan, and you guys have no idea. Apparently not, because, the, and I guess the I'm just I'm spitballing here, but I'm assuming that this woman that went to space didn't want to be an astronaut. She just wanted revenge, so she yes. she became she became an astronaut to get revenge and to screw yes. to screw up her ex. Interesting. That's how Interesting. I'm gonna look at it. I don't care yeah, what, the, okay. what the real story is. That's how I choose to look at it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be even more twisted? But there was there was some other there was some other uh, uh, astronaut, lady astronaut, uh, and not that it has anything to do with their gender. But there was another lady astronaut who didn't she was in a, oh, like a love triangle and drove across the country oh, yeah. in a diaper in a diaper. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Yeah, what's yeah, up yeah. with these lady? Are these lady astronauts just hell bent on on vengeance? How about doing your job, like flying a spacecraft into outer space and returning it safely? How about that? That hey, seems like a full time job. Anybody can do that. Not everybody can do it in a diaper. All right. And <laughs> I guess. We, I guess. Uh, it's just multitasking, Rob. Just multitasking. Yeah, I, like apparently, we're just jealous that we can fly a spaceship and get away with murder. 
I just know, I know that I've, I've been in precarious uh, situations, uh, whether it's like out on a glacier or in the middle of the ocean and that those things get your full attention. Like I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm thinking about the task at hand. I'm thinking about uh, survival. I'm thinking about things. And to think that I would be in outer space on an international space station, you know, above the earth where anything goes wrong in space, you've got major life and death problems. I mean, anything goes wrong. And yet her mind is, I think I'm going to get up this morning, hack into my ex's bank account or bank in your bank and see if I can't either steal from her or mess her up. That's just amazing yeah. to me that, that, that they're so able to. That you have a simple mind that can only think <laughs> A to B. But women are not born with that mind. We are born and we think from C to Z. Okay. Wow, <laughs> like there's apparently. a billion things going on up there all the time. And that's why we can multitask and we can plan because we can think about 80 different things at once. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We can operate on your heart and we can fly a spaceship. We can also figure out how to do do in your shoes to get back at you for cheating on us. You know what I mean? You know what, Sarah, you really are a feminist um, in, in a great, in, in a great way, in well, a great way, because you found a way to take this story and turn it into a positive for women. Well, let's not you paint really with have, uh, you've spun this. Let's not paint with too wide a brush because our next story comes out of New Jersey, where uh, two women allegedly stole a baby stroller and left one of their children behind. Oh, interesting. What do you mean? Okay, they stole a baby stroller for the baby, but forgot the baby in the store. Correct. Yeah. Well, oh. that's that's just like common female forgetfulness you know what i mean like we had all the right intentions <laughs> but she probably didn't write down don't forget the baby you have to write it down stop, stop spinning this you're a spin doctor <laughs> stop spinning this she's a terrible terrible person terrible mother uh she mm -hmm. went she went stealing with her daughter and then left her daughter behind in the, in yeah, the act yeah. of a crime. Well, that, that's it. That's the bottom line. There's no story other than that. That's it. She bad, had good she intention. Bad. She bad. She bad. That's it. We have one more story. That's, that's, uh, by the way, by the way, both these, both these, both these uh, uh, people uh, are on the big board. Automatic. <laughs> Double slap. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, this one, I just really liked the, uh, the headline of. Uh, Woman drunkenly boards plane to Ibiza after a christening got, quote, out of hand. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, man. The, christenings christenings do get out Yeah, christenings get out of hand. They do. The, we uh, all the, know that. The 32-year-old woman went on to, to say, I was completely pissed when I got on the plane. Uh, it was an English woman, so drunk. Oh, so where, yeah, I was going to say, like, where was this christening taking place? It was in the U.K., yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense because that that the UK likes to like watch soccer while they do all these other important, you know, like they watch it like while they're at church or, yeah. you know, at a at a funeral. And so there's probably just a lot of pre gaming happening. You got to. So you think you think it was a uh, this could be attributed to soccer hooliganism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is just like well, I think it's just pre gaming. I think I think the culture you know, is is a pre-gaming culture. You know, we always think about them being refined, but there's only like 
four refined people in England, and they're all part of the royal family. <laughs> and then the rest are just drunk soccer hooligans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I can okay. see. I mean, yeah. I mean, Listen, I, I, I watch Peaky Blinders. That's really my only reference is Peaky Blinders, <laughs> so I'm not really sure. I can't. I haven't the, done a uh, ton of research. Well, the um, uh, getting drunk at a christening seems natural. Uh, and uh, also christenings, when I think about time to get it on uh, and to take mm -hmm. the party to the next level, I don't think about guys' trip to Vegas. I don't think about a sporting event. I don't think about a barbecue. I, don't, I think if someone sends me their invite to a christening, that's when I'm like, oh, it's on. It's lit, as, as yeah. they say. I better um, I better I better get I better do some pre-parting before the christening and then of course I'll be drinking at the christening and then afterwards if the christening was bullshit I'm getting on a plane to Ibiza and taking it to the <laughs> limit. What were they christening the baby with? Was they were they christening it with scotch? Is that how those they christen babies in the UK? It yeah, was it a specify. Scottish baby? Uh, it doesn't say. Well, it kind of just doesn't say because they had to leave that part out forever. They don't like to release all the evidence. That's right. In the story. Um, is 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 this lady a turd though? Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's I don't true. Know. I turd. think she should go on the hero board. I think there's a, like she should go on the hero board. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're we're yeah. gonna have a hero board now that she's gonna be and she gets on the hero board. Why does she yeah, get hero her status? and the astronaut, her and the astronaut both get on the hero board. <laughs> no, no, I won't have any part of that. Well, you don't have a say, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary, come on, tiebreaker. Um, it's called Riggle's Pick Set. Let's see here. Oh, God. <laughs> Gary had to search for a sound effect to say no. All right, thanks. Gary. Gary that was his head hitting one of the buttons when he passed out. <laughs> you guys are both on my personal tour to the world board. You both. You're, on, you're up on my little a, board today. You have a personal tour to world board? You don't? You should get one. Yeah, oh I feel bad that I don't have one. Well, I'm going to get I Now I have one. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, God. Amazing. All right. Well, I hope you have fun in Tombstone. <laughs> Did mm -hmm. you hear that last? Yes. Because that was you yes. going up on my personal turn award board. You. Yeah. Yeah. That's you going on mine. <laughs> That's the sound of my old creaky bones having to bend over. <laughs> hey, where are you going? Are you down in La Jolla, La Jolla this week, or was that is that coming up? Or yeah, are you, this, you just this week? Yeah, this is my last. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I start the Alec Baldwin roast on Monday, so I got to go back to LA to start working on that. As you listen to this, oh, it was be, it was oh, last sorry. weekend that Sarah was down there. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, well, congratulations uh, on all of Thanks. it, Sarah. You're you're killing it right now, and I hope the <laughs> the Alec Baldwin roast is going to be probably one of the best roasts. So um, I'm I can't wait to see it. Ah, thanks. And I, I'm so excited for you at Tombstone in Greece. I'm so jealous. It'll be, uh, it'll not be in Greece, fun. Just a Tombstone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a hot one out there. Um, and Gary, uh, as always, uh, put a shirt on. And thank you so much for uh, mm -hmm. for 
handling your business uh, like a professional with a with a screaming child in the background, and uh, you're able to handle it like a like a pro. My pleasure, guys. Yeah, a screaming child in the background and a bunch of dong buttons. So good for you, Gary. <laughs> really good. Uh, all right, so we got some new we got some new turds. We we answered some uh, viewer mail. We discussed Andrew. Lowe. We covered a lot of ground today, guys. A lot of important stuff. Um, so uh, uh, that should do it, I guess. Right? Unless there's any saved rounds. Anybody yeah. got any, anything else? No. Okay, I just I got I got one more one more thing. Uh, I'm the best. Anything else? <laughs> That's no? it. That's for sure. The way we, we can we cut it before he says that, Gary. <laughs> no, Gary. Make sure that stays in. All right. This has been Rob Riggle. I'm Gary Tiana. And for Gary, uh, <laughs> <laughs>